game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm a senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Thanks for joining us in our Wednesday workshop edition. Joining me as always is Raheem Palmer. Raheem, what's good, man? Life is good. NBA season is here. It's Wednesday. We break it down these NBA games. I love Wednesday nights. So we're going to turn this thing on up. Hopefully we keep giving you some winners. I think we're four and two right now. So we'll see what happens. We are. We are four and two after Raheem gave out the Heat plus four and a half. It closed three and a half last week versus the Nets. That was a win. The Heat smacked them. Uh, he gave out the Blazers Grizzlies over. That one went over because the Grizzlies defense is atrocious. Uh, he did give out the Hawks Pelicans under 221. That closed 220. He got good live value on that. And that was a win as well. A lot of unders and overs to talk about. want to tell you today that if you are tracking your bets, if you're betting of any kind, you need to get the Action Network app. It is absolutely the best way for you to track your picks. You get up to the second information about where the money's coming in, where the lines have moved, where the best book line is, get the best line at whatever book you need to find. You can tailor it to what books you use. You get all of our information, our projections, everything in the Action Network app. As you're listening to this, download the Action Network app right now on your mobile device. Want to let you know, this show we have started doing live on YouTube, which you know, Raheem had said, like, I'm giving out these great selections and then we're losing line value by the time the pod goes up the next day. So we set this up. Our great cast of producers over at the social team on Action Network helped us out. We're going to be live streaming this on YouTube. Go to the Action Network on YouTube and you can find this every Tuesday at seven o'clock Eastern. So every Tuesday, seven o'clock Eastern on YouTube. That way you don't have to wait and then be like, wait, this line's moved three points. Do I still get value on it? We'll try and guide you through for the podcast version but you want to make sure you listen to that. You also want to check out all the great podcasts on our Action Network cast of podcasts. You've got the Action Network podcast, which is our main feed. It's mostly NFL on Mondays and Fridays. You got Raheem and Brandon Anderson with the hot read. Love that one. Stucky and Raybon on Thursdays. Check out the favorites with Chad Millman and professional better Simon Hunter. Check out our new pod- soccer podcast, Wundergoal. Wundergoal. I just really like saying that one, Raheem. Um, <laughs> as well as the Fantasy Flex and our college podcast, college basketball starting soon. You're going to want to be tuned into and subscribe to Big Bets on Campus. They give out the absolute best information. Colin and Stucky are so freaking sharp. All right, enough of that. Let's get to some picks for Wednesday's slate. These lines are fresh off. We oftentimes are ahead of where the lines move. Raheem, our goal today, as it is every week, is to give the listeners and viewers now on YouTube an idea of how to bet the NBA. So we're going to use these best bets as a guidepost. You're going to give me your best bets and we're going to break down how I feel about them, what the question marks are, all of those types of issues. What's your first best bet for Wednesday? We're going to go with the Golden State Warriors, Charlotte Hornets over 226. This line is already on the move already. When I look at this game, I have this total at around 231. So there's a ton of value in this game. First things first, you have a Warriors team, which is third in pace. They're playing about 102 possessions every game. You look at the, the Charlotte Hornets. They're, they're fifth in pace. They're playing about 101 possessions every game. You look at these two teams, and you have teams that can score the basketball. The Charlotte Hornets are third in offensive rating. They give it up 115 points per one possessions but they can't stop anybody. They're giving up 112 points per one of possessions, which is 27 among all NBA teams. 
and we all know with Steph Curry on the court, this team can score the basketball. I mean, they're only 11th in offensive rating, but they're going to be able to score here. And I, I just think the, the amount of possessions you're going to see in this game is going to lend itself to an over. Right now, we're seeing unders hit at a 62% rate. Right now, unders right now are, I think they're 63 and 38. That's 62.4%. And then when you look at non-overtime games, unders are 61 and 33. I'm at the point now where I think I'm ready to start zigging and zagging because right now these eye makers are starting to adjust these totals down. So I got to move the other way. You know, it's funny. Of all the games on Wednesday, um, I have almost all of them projected over. This is one of only two games that I still have the under on. Let me ask you, because we're still in that kind of zone. Uh, is this based off of your models with priors or without just for the season? No, this, this is just this season. I mean, oh, wow. actually, it's, it's, it's actually interesting because my numbers with priors and, and this season likes it over. So okay, it's just, I mean, when you look at these two, I think when you look at these two teams right now, the Hornets are six and two to the over. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they're, 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 that way. They've been undervalued, I think, by the, by the preseason models. Um, they are, I'll say this, the Hornets are fifth in half-court points per possession. You know I love that number because most of the time teams are running in uh, half-court. They're averaging 0.979 points per possession. That's a really high mark. Uh, they're right behind Portland and Utah. Like That's how good Charlotte's half-court offense has been. Golden State is at is 10th. So, again, like these are two top 10 half-court offenses going up against each other. Uh, the Warriors do have the fifth-best half-court defense. I will say this. I've had a hard time with Charlotte. I've, have, I've had a real rough time with Charlotte so far this season. Um, like Here's an example. Like Sunday's game versus Portland, right? That game was cruising to the under. I had the under in that game, and we were, we were just sliding on because Portland is absolutely, like, they've been really good defensively, surprisingly. We were in a really good spot. Then the second half comes, and Charlotte just goes ballistic, and they put up this huge number. I feel like Charlotte's super inconsistent quarter to quarter, creating a lot of variance. Um, you feel confident, though, that against this Warriors defense, even with the switching and everything else, they're still going to be able to find ways to score. Oh, yeah. I think a big part of that is pace. It's like when I see a fast-paced game, I'm looking like, – because I think the number of possessions is going to impact it more than anything else. So I think when you have two fast-paced teams, you have a Warriors team, Steph Curry. Actually, I, re- I was just looking at his numbers, and that just – Found it interesting. Warriors are 23 points per one of possessions better offensively with Curry on the court than off. So that's a little bit concerning, but I think the Hornets will be able to score. And I, I think it'll take it over. I just, when my, when my model shows this as much of an edge, either I either really got to love it or I, I get a little scared. But the way they're shading towards the unders, I think there's some value there. You're right that the, the, the Hornets have gone over. The Warriors have gone under consistently. Right. So they actually they went over in their opening game. They've gone under in every game since. And the last three games versus Oklahoma City, Memphis and Oklahoma City, not exactly a murderer's row, but Memphis is pretty good. They've gone under by, wow, like 19, 23 and 32 points versus the the total. And those were all totals, uh, except for the Oklahoma City second game. Those were totals in the 220s. But I mean, um, if you watch, if you watch that first Oklahoma City game, the Warriors couldn't make it. They they literally couldn't make a a three. Right. And then against Memphis, obviously they were on that 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 long West Coast road trip. They ran out of gas in the previous game against the the Portland Trailblazers. 
So it just, I felt like the spots didn't yeah. necessarily lend themselves to over. And then Oklahoma City isn't really the most efficient scoring offense out there. So I think this is the time to get back on the over train. Okay, I'm going to trust you. I have this under. I'm going to trust your model because I like your model better. So uh, I'm going to trust in zigging towards the over here, even for what is a relatively high number in the market, right? Like that is something (laughs) I'll ask you that though. Right. Because we, you know, it's funny. We talked a lot about this. We talked on Monday on buckets or on Tuesday, rather about, about how the books were trying to resist moving. And then we saw basically Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, we've seen totals going into the two fifteens. This is like, this is a pre adjustment number, right? This is two twenty six. This is what we thought we would have expected back in preseason. Does that shift you at all? Or is it to you? Or are you just like, no, like this, this tells you how much this one's got a capacity for the over. They couldn't put this one closer to 220 because of, or they opened it at 224 and it moved already to 226. They couldn't put it lower because this is an obvious over spot. Is that kind of how you Yeah, I think, I, think it's, I think it's an obvious over spot. I, don't, I think, I like, typically, if, it, if we weren't having this huge trend of unders, I would be kind of scared seeing my model this far off. A lot of times when my model is so far off, it's just like, what am I missing? But I just think we're seeing so many unders right now. And the odds makers are obviously like they're shifting these numbers down. And I think it's the time to take advantage of it. All right. What's your second best bet for Wednesday? I'm, I'm going to go with the New York Knicks, Indiana Pacers over 218. I'm going with a lot of overs today. I know it's super square, but these two teams, they're not necessarily fast paced teams, but you have these two teams that can score the basketball. When you look at the Knicks, they're second in offensive rating. It's rare you see a Thibs team and a Knicks team that can score this well, but they're scoring 115 points per one of possessions. But defensively, they're not great this year. Kimball Walker, you, you know, you see him getting beat all the time. They're 20th in defensive rate and get up 109 points per one of possessions. And in this Indiana offense, they're also top 10 in offensive rating as well. They're scoring 109 points per one of possessions, but they can't defend anybody. They're 24th in defensive rate. And then, you know, you, you like to look at those half-court numbers. So the Knicks are actually second in half-court, and the Pacers are, in, are eighth in half-court. So these are two yeah. great half-court offenses, and then there's some notable advantage. Like, the Pacers are actually 24th in three-point frequency on defense. The Knicks are actually eighth in three-point three point frequency, and they, they're shooting the highest percentage of from three. They're shooting 41% from three, and the Pacers aren't very good at defending the three-point line. They're giving up 38% from three. That's 25th among all teams. The Knicks are also scoring well at the basket, shooting 70%. It's just, I just think both of these teams are going to be able to find advantages to be able to score here. And at 218, it's just a low number. My model actually makes this game, I'm embarrassed to say it, but it almost has it around 230. Yeah, like, it's, so it's just, I just think this total is just way too low for a Knicks team that can score the basketball, a Pacers team that can't score. Like, even when you looked at last week, the Pacers played the Indian, they played the, the Toronto Raptors. I think it opened 219. It got steamed down to 215. They scored 218. We all know the Raptors can't score. So I, I think this, this is the, this is the over. For me. So my numbers, I wouldn't, I would hesitate to call it a model. Um, I've actually got it 1.1 to the over. I've got a 219.1. So uh, I like this one a lot. I will say, the reason I like this one, I think a little better even than the Warriors one, is we got a number that's more. This one seems adjusted by the trend, right? Like you've got you've got this number in the two twenties. If you told me, and 
Also, I think it's like it, it, the idea of what Tibbs's teams are, which is like grinded out defense, yada, yada. Like if you told me blind before the season, you've got the number one half court offense mm-hmm. playing against a team that struggled defensively. What would you expect the total to be out? I'd be like 227, 228, right? And instead we're getting we're getting this number in the 210s. That to me is very notable that we're getting um, a number all the way down at 218 when this is too high octane offenses, honestly. We saw what the Pacers did, put up 70 in the first half versus the Spurs. I will say, Indiana makes me a little nervous because when Indiana plays badly, Indiana plays really, really, really yeah. badly. Like, <laughs> they really they fall apart on both ends of the floor. And so like that's I've been burned on them quite a few times um, to the point where I, I don't know how to approach these games. Uh, in the third quarter this season, uh, Indiana is ranked 30th in offensive rating at 82.9. They're scoring 82.9 points per 100 possessions. So, like, I think the cap on the whole game is right. I'm just worried that the Pacers are going to shit the bed for one for one quarter again, and it's going to wind up hurting the total. Yeah, I, I, I do think that's that's something to be concerned about, but they're not playing – when the Pacers shit the bed, they're not playing good defense either. So I think that, that they do, that's they do get crushed on that end as well. So um, <laughs> that's fair. I will say on on the side on this, I know that you like the total, um, but I gotta say, like on the side in this game, so the Pacers are favored. Yeah, I, I'm not quite understanding that at all. Like the Pacers are favored. Like my my numbers are off here because it's too mine's too high the other way on the Knicks. But like I have an upset. Like I'm definitely betting the Knicks in this game. Like I'm absolutely betting. Like the Knicks have been really good. They've been consistent. Like they keep getting wins in big spots. I understand they had that loss to the, to the Raptors last night, and it's a road game. I understand. But like Indiana has not deserved the respect of getting uh, of getting being a favorite in this spot. Like the well, Knicks have been good enough for this to at least be either a pick'em or a slight Knicks favorite. Believe it or not, I have the I have the Knicks that I, I have to set a pick'em. Yeah. So. so I think this line opened at Pacers minus two. And I think that's why you saw the Knicks kind of get steamed. And now we're seeing one and a half in the market. So I do think there's some value on taking the Knicks money line and you getting plus money on what, what we have right now. We have, what's the money line paying out? Um, it's one Oh one, like plus one Oh five. So you, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think at plus one Oh five, what do you, what's your break even rate on that? What's that? around 48%. Right. So uh, I, if I have it at a pick them, like you got a little small edge right there. I, I could recommend playing that. All right. What's your third best bet of the night? Okay. My third best bet of the night. It's look, this Celtics offense has to be better than what they are. Like I, for me, like this is kind of me betting on some regression right now. Okay. Um, I mean, I look at the Celtics offense. They're only 19 for offensive rating and they're scoring just 106 points for one possession, but they're a lot better than that. And they're going to be playing an Orlando Magic team, which is dead last in, in defensive rate and get up 114 points from 100 possessions. I'm going with another over. And look, this, this day is either going to be really, really bad or really, really good. But I just, these totals are just coming in way too low. And I, I feel like I kind of have to exploit that. So I'm going to go over 215. My model puts this a lot higher around the 220s, 224. So that's where I'm going with this. 
I've got 228, so I'm definitely with you on playing the over <laughs> here. Um, I'll say this too: the Magic have been the Magic have been a good over spot in a season that has been to the unders. I've been playing Magic overs. They've been they're six and two to the over. Yeah, so like I, I, to me, I think that there's value on. I think the the market estimation of Orlando is that they're just hapless and they are hapless defensively. But offensively, they actually are able to put up some buckets. Like they hung in that game versus the Raptors last week um, on Friday. And it was like pretty clearly like a spot where the market was just drastically under evaluating them versus a pretty good Raptors half court defense. They were still able to get scores pretty consistently. Like they went under in the win versus Minnesota because the Wolves scored 97 points. You do not expect the Wolves to score 97 points ever. Um, they, even though their offensive struggled this season, especially versus Orlando, like that's an outlier. The three previous were all over by five points or more, including like they played Toronto. That was 12 and a half over Charlotte was 10 over. Um, I think in this spot versus the Celtics team, I think they're actually going to be able to score. Um, the Celtics are obviously in a little bit of disarray. Like I like this more. It's funny. You're, you're kind of betting it from the Boston side, right? Being like Boston can't be this bad. Yeah. I'm betting it kind of on the other side, which is like, I think Orlando is actually going to be able to probably catch them. Like the bulls being able to, to just rattle off that big run. The bulls have been a bad half court team. And yet on Monday they put up 128 on the Celtics team. Yeah. And came back from down 19 to win by 14, which is absurd. Um, you know, and it's a great point because even when you look at the games, look at the games in which the Celtics have won, they came back from 10 to beat the Charlotte Hornets. They were dead in the water, and it felt like the Charlotte Hornets got anything they wanted in that matchup. So, I mean, this Boston Celtics team is just only 19th in defensive rating. So not, they're not stopping anybody, and I, I'm just not sure, like, what's going on with this, this Celtics defense. I don't know if it's Brad Stevens walking away, but this team has had a top-10 defense for the majority of Brad Stevens' time, and then we see last year and this year they're really struggling in defense. Yeah. And I'll say also, this is another spot where, um, you know, the, the magic are six and a half point home dogs. Okay. Um, I, I've only got this, uh, like I'll tell you, so based off of the numbers, just based off a of half court, like the half court and transition data, I have the magic as slight favorites. The, wow. I don't think that's now. I think that's wrong. I've told you, I got issues with the model. Yeah, you know, right? you know, what though I like using this year's numbers, I have the magic 1.7. Okay. And then when I'm using priors, I have the Celtics minus three and a half. Right. So like this is like how it goes. And they're and they're catching six and a half. I'm going to be playing the magic in this. I think double digits versus the Celtics team. I don't I don't love it. Like it's going to be like a small play for me just because the problem with Orlando and these teams in the, that are bad like this is if the magic let go of the rope and the Celtics are, are like, we're going to get this right. It's yeah. going to be a smack like they're going to win by 25. Yeah. Right. Like it's going to be an absolute destruction. But this is what we talked about on, on Tuesday's edition of Buckets, right? Where when do you try, like, you're trying to get a little bit, I will say, like, we talked about, don't try and get ahead of the regression. You're trying to get ahead of the regression on some of these totals of the overs. Yeah. Um, but, like, this is kind of the thing, though, is we talked about how wait until we actually see evidence of the over. Now, like, last night, we saw a little bit move towards the overs anyway. I think the trend is happening, and that's yeah. why we're seeing the movement. But, like, the Celtics are going to have to show me, right? Yeah. Like, I bet, the, I bet the Bulls is money line dogs last night. And it was a ride. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, I actually gave I gave that out on action as well. So yeah, so uh, that plus 
when we when we throw in the fact of I just think the market is undervaluing Orlando. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I think the magic are good. Mm-hmm. It just means that I don't think this number should be six and a half. Like yeah. I don't think the magic should be hit be favored. I think the magic should be like your three and a half sound, even with priors, like that I would even be like, okay, fine. Right. Yeah. And it's probably a stay away for me at that point, even with a big edge on Orlando. I would still be like, oh, that's fine. But like six and a half versus where we think it, it probably should be. I think there's probably value there as well. Um I think the struggle with the, yeah. the struggle with Boston is that the perception of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is so like we look at these guys like they're Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan almost or Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You got two dynamic wing players, and it's like the market is pricing them as if they're superstars and they're not carrying the team in that manner. So I think that's that's a struggle with it. Like even myself, I look at like it's like how do I not like these are two teams. These are the, a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals two, three years in a row, and it's hard to forget that. Uh, so I've given out some plays here. Uh, my mm-hmm. best bet for Wednesday. Um, I'm two and zero on the season because I'm giving out fewer fewer bets, and I get to bounce them off Raheem and then back off if I don't want to. If the pro says not to do it, um, I took the Sixers in the first weekend that that one last week. I took Wizards plus four and a half versus the Celtics. So again, we're in a spot where fading the Celtics has been profitable. Uh, but this week, actually, so. One of my favorite plays, it was in my our best bets article on Action Network for Monday, was I like the Nuggets in their matchup versus the Grizzlies, and they lost that game. The Nuggets are on a two-game set in Memphis. So they're playing both games in Memphis. It's not a home-and-home, home, but it is what's called a duplex set. Shout-out to Ken Barkley at You Better You Bet. Um, playing two, a, a team twice within a week. Typically, we've seen over the last when they started doing the scheduling that the team that loses the first one comes back and wins the second one. Uh, I the numbers came in last night. I updated the numbers. I still like the Nuggets here big. I like them in a, in a spot where they're they lost the first duplex game. I've got the Grizzlies uh, as dogs in this matchup, and they're currently minus one and a half. I'm going to be playing the Nuggets on the money line. Uh, I'm once again going to be on that side of it. I think this one, I think probably the offense ticks up a little bit for Denver. I think they were a little bit tired from, there was a three and four spot for them. They've had a day off another day off. They'll be back at it. Um, a day in Memphis, no travel like that spot for them. I like the over slightly in this game, not going to play it. Um, but I do like Denver money line going back to the well. I will say like, if I lose this one, I'm going to start to, I, I am going to want to start to look at because they changed it this year, Raheem. Instead of doing the home and home, like you play, like Memphis plays in Denver and then Denver plays in Memphis, they're doing the two games in one city, which reduces rest or reduces travel. We have seen some of these home teams hold on though, and they're winning at I think a better rate. We got to dig into some of the numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm using this one as like a test case for how those duplex games are gonna go this season. Okay, I like this play, and I think yeah. the big reason why I like it, I, I just think when you look at defensively, the the Grizzlies can't really stop anybody at the rim. The 23rd in opponent. Field goal percentage at the rim. The Nuggets, that's where they thrive. You got Nikola Jokic, their first, scoring 70% at the rim. I, I, I just think it's a good matchup for them. And at one and a half, you, I think you get it still. All right, that's going to wrap up our Best Bets workshop episode of Buckets for Wednesday. If you enjoyed this show, make sure to check us out on the live stream, which you can check out every Tuesday at 7 Eastern. Tuesday at 7 Eastern, you check out all of our picks in the Action Network app. Make sure to follow Raheem for those Dynamite Pro picks. Raheem Palmer, professional better. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you guys again next time on another edition of Buckets.